0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a very special Media Week TV podcast. Joining me uh, down the line today, Andrew Mercado, welcome back.
1: Hi there, James.
0: um, It's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you when it's summer. because We both like summer and um, it means we get to do our best lists. I've actually got about 20 today, I think. I had a lot more last year. I've, I've tried to get it an even 20 today, but but um, we'll get to that a little later in the show, and, and you fine-tune your list, I believe. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yes, I've got uh, lists floating around here, and uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Look, it's been a little while since we chatted, so we'll go through a few little topics before we get to these um, best lists of the year. Since we last... Um, Talked, Andrew, with the actor awards have uh, been handed down, and uh, and
1: also the arias
0: and the arias. Yep, yep. Well, have the did you watch either broadcast? Both.
1: Well, I was Not... I was overseas, okay. so I saw the results, and then I came back and I watched uh, both broadcasts back to back. And oh, by the end of it, I was kind of going, said, I need to do that to myself."
0: Did you tell me um, when? Where did you fast? Did were you attempted to fast forward oh. through any
1: of it? No, you? I didn't fast forward, but I certainly wasn't sitting there paying attention. I was doing other things while I was watching it. Um, look, the Arias were, you know, there was a bit of an issue with Keith Urban hosting it to begin with, but I thought it kind of settled down. and In a way, it helps that the ARIA awards is a little bit messy because it suits the rock and roll vibe. Yeah. And I thought there was a, that was a great moment when Casey though Got inaugurated into Hall of Fame. That was always great. And there's some good musical performances. And some of the stuff I'd read about, uh, you know, how Bob Geldof clearly didn't want to be there. I was like, oh, did you, Did you, I don't know, did you watch it, James? Did you think that no, he was. I, I think he um, wanted
0: to be there very much. Yeah. But, but he, I, he looked like he didn't want to
1: be there. Because it well, was, I felt that it was an inside joke between him and Keith Urban. When he said, "Yeah, I've been watching the telecast. You've been doing a terrible job," I felt that that was they kind of had that that was actually a joke between them. Everyone in the crowd went, "Ooh!" and it became this thing. But yeah, did
0: I, did because I I actually got to see it live, and it was all pretty. So I'm not sure what they edited out. Did they leave in the bit where he talked about he couldn't read the auto cue?
1: Yeah, they did, yeah, okay. and so it was kind of uncomfortable for a minute, but I, I was trying to figure out whether or not they were in on the joke, so I couldn't quite see, figure that one out. But, look, I kind of thought that the Arias was okay. Then I watched the Actor Awards and just kind of found that a bit cringeworthy. Some of those Stephen Curry skits really didn't work and didn't need to be there. When you're celebrating 60 years of Australian film, why are you wasting your time on comedy skits? <laughs> when you got 60 years of cinema, you could be doing great video clip packages for.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Stephen Curry, and I was excited when I heard that he was hosting. But yeah. then when I saw him doing those links and then I thought, what's that all about?
1: I know, I know. It all just was messy. But the one link between those two shows is... Nicole Kidman coming to the awards show with Keith Urban, her husband, and Antonia Kidman's daughter, Lucia, who is Nicole Kidman's niece, and seated between Nicole and Keith Urban. So every time the camera wants a shot of the two of them, (laughs) they have to include Lucia in the picture, and I'm like, okay, well, clearly she's being groomed, But as what? Does she want to be an actress? Does she want to be a singer? Does she want to be a presenter? I mean, she went to two award shows and got, you know, front row seats with her famous auntie. Mm. And clearly that's not a coincidence,
0: right? Well, yeah, see, I'd never think of that.
1: That's maybe because I'm
0: too naive. But um, do you think people are that calculating?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in a way, I look at the, okay. It's sad because I really want to like Nicole. You know, she makes great films. Is that films a reason and... to dislike her? Well,
0: I well, suppose I, not. I'd, I'd say props for going to both these things when you clearly don't have to. At, at, at the level <laughs> she's at, she could be just lolling back, you know, on on location wherever she's making a movie, or in the Beverly Hills mansion, or the New York apartment. Yeah, the Nashville, <laughs> the Nashville. <laughs> yeah. um, what would it be, a spread down there, the acreage?
1: <laughs> the Nashville Country estate. But here she is
0: schlepping around in Sydney doing the red carpets and sitting through, you know, quite a long two-awards nights.
1: Two-awards nights in a row, yeah. We'll see. We'll see uh, if Luthe Kidman starts getting launched on the world in some way. I suspect that she wants a career in entertainment.
0: But, that's, but then again, is there anything wrong with that? I mean, you know...
1: Well, I mean, she gets the opportunities that most other people in the room don't get. I mean, the camera lingered on her more than it did of most of the other nominees. Yes. These continual shots of an unknown girl when it's like, hang on, the room is full of famous singers and famous Australian actors and all we keep seeing on this telecast is uh, some new niece. Mm. That's my issue with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll beg to differ on that one, but we will <laughs> see what happens in the future, yeah?
1: All right, interesting. Yeah,
0: the, um, the, uh, I, I, I liked um, the TV results from the actors. I thought they were good. I thought um, yes, lots of worthy winners there, and I was very happy about Mystery Roads wins. Yep. Um, uh, you and I have both been big fans of that series. Just how big, we'll find out a little bit later in the um, podcast today. But yeah, I, I, I thought most of the TV stuff was uh, very worthy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of – look, I thought it was a bit weird that the Letdown won Best Comedy. Yeah, there um, that. You know, yeah, that right. was a bit strange. That was a nice show, but I don't know whether it was the best comedy of the year, um, but Mystery Road absolutely was the best, so they got that one right for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A Safe Harbour uh, won yep. best, best Direction, so that, that was a good win too. I think that um, non-fiction television, Hawk, the Larrikin and the Leader –
1: Yes, uh, Doc
0: Yep, yep, that was worthy. Um, Safe so Harbor actually won a couple. Uh, best Cinematography, Picnic at Hanging Rock, yeah, I can see that. Yep, it was that was it.
1: deserved. It. Yep, yep, yep,
0: it was very well captured. The um, the um, best sound in TV, well, Rompostomper, well, yeah, well, I don't know, I mean, best sound, it might have had the best sound. I wasn't the biggest fan of that, I don't think you were either.
1: Yeah, I just couldn't watch it all, I just found, you know... I watched the first episode, I knew it was good, but I just couldn't sit there and watch six hours of it.
0: Yeah, picking the hangar on, because actually it was a multiple winner too, best costumes, um, best production, design.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, did very well, did very well. Now, a um, bit of controversy at Network 10 last week when they, yeah, had, they... saw fit to change the name of one <laughs> of their multi-channels.
1: Yeah, so they had originally changed one to call it 10 Boss, and then they sent out a press release. And I've got to admit, the press release was kind of funny and it took the right tone. It kind of said, you know, we're changing the name from 10 Boss to 10 Bold because Fairfax had uh, kind of uh, pulled them up on some sort of legal copyright issue with the name. Yeah. And so 10 decided to blink and say, okay, we don't need to call the channel 10 Boss. We're happy to call it 10 Bold. And uh, so off they've gone. Of course, my first response to that is, oh, well, if you're going to have a channel called 10 Bold, are you going to be screening the Bold and the Beautiful on it? (laughs) It Seems like (laughs) an obvious place to send an on-course screening, but so far nothing's changed. My, My issue with them changing the names of that channel is not so much that they've changed the names, but they still really haven't changed much of the programming. And it feels to me now that they're really trying to market you know, at 11, they've really stepped it up a gear and they're marketing 10 Peach as a channel for young people, I guess the way that 10 used to be. Mm. And it's like, yeah, great, give them their own channel. But seriously, have a look at some of those shows on there and put some of those shows on 10 Bold. If you're going to give kids a cool kids channel, then don't put repeats of Everybody Loves Raymond on there. You know, the kids don't think that's cool. Like, I still think that neither channel has sorted out its identity properly. They've changed their name. They've told us who they want to be. But I still think that they need to kind of look at what shows they screen and really stick to what their charter is.
0: Yes. Look, I'm sure... um the people at 10 Network would be very welcome our programming advice, Andrew. Yes. And, uh, but, I <laughs> feel, but I feel we should point out that 10 um, Bold was actually the number one multi-channel last night.
1: Wow, last night. Yeah, Wow, there so, you go.
0: So <laughs> just judging on last night's performance, they're not doing too badly perhaps.
1: What were they screening they last had, night that uh, was so successful?
0: Well, the evening started with Bondi Rescue, so you can right. yeah, okay, that's... That's got a good uh, ground base. Then Walker, Texas Ranger
1: was Unbelievable. on. Unbelievable!
0: So, oh, I'm guessing that was probably a new episode, but now I get it. that there's It a...
1: couldn't possibly be a new episode, James. Well, so haven't the they was been making it was
0: from 1980.
1: So it is it that Norris old? It's Chuck show. Oh, yeah, oh, they play, oh, okay. They play okay. it endlessly. They play four hours of it on a Friday night.
0: Well, that does really well then.
1: Yeah. It's well, clearly so, it's working or they wouldn't be playing it.
0: Well, that's interesting. So all that retro stuff, they must have – Miles. It's probably an old CBS show one would imagine. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Some wow. sort of deal there to buy those episodes, but they're constantly playing it.
0: Okay. Well that's funny. Yeah, so um yeah, eight seasons uh there was, yeah, CBS program. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's good. Okay, that's doing well. Then they had three back to back NCIS Los Angeles. Right. So it was a bit of a um, a bit of a um, bit of a mini marathon there for that. Yep. Which um, did well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger ran from 93 through to um, last season started in October 2000.
1: Right. So, it's not an 80s show, it's a ninety show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, but it's get still,
0: there's it right. still, still no way it can be. Yeah. yeah
1: there's no new episodes of no, that show to screen.
0: No new episodes. But, yeah. Chuck Norris. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So, yep. Yep. Doing very well for them. So, okay. Well, they, they might take on board some of your suggestions.
1: Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Probably not.
0: Um, now, we, I think we spoke about Murphy Brown last time we chatted, didn't we?
1: Um, had we talked about it?
0: I'm not sure. I, th- I think, because I think you told me you were quite disappointed with it.
1: I wasn't overly disappointed with it. I've actually stuck with it and watched all the episodes. What I find with it is that it's a little bit heavy-handed. Okay. It's not subtle. Um, but, you know, I'm still sticking in there and still watching it because it's one of the few shows to be screening new at the moment, right?
0: Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, there's a few. I mean, they've got – th- they're running a few of those US sitcoms, like um, Connors is, is still going. Yep. They're not getting yep. massive audiences, though, but um –
1: no, not massive. And, well, we knew that that was going to happen and that would have happened yeah. whether they were screening it at the other time. So that's why it's actually such a gr- good decision to screen new episodes at this time of year because we know that it doesn't really matter and it won't be that big a deal.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. No, indeed, indeed. Now, our Neighbours has had a bit of a milestone.
1: Yeah, they're about to celebrate. Well, they're about to celebrate two milestones. They, can, they are on air 52 weeks of the year. They're about to have their 8,000th episode which is a pretty big deal. And then they're going to be screening an episode on Christmas day, which will be the first time ever that an Australian drama has had a first run episode. So they'll do that on Christmas day. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be starring Alan Dale, who of course was in the show a hundred years ago and isn't in the show anymore, but he's going to come back. So he had a heart attack and died many, many years ago. Yes. So he's back in the show, and I suspect he's going to play some sort of ghost in a Ooh. Christmas dream episode or something like that, don't you reckon?
0: Okay. So it's just a one-off one episode, you would
1: it's think? It's, well, it, he's only appearing in a, a one-off special episode. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, I mean, there were pictures of him visiting the set. He's obviously still very good friends with Stefan Dennis, who plays his son. Yeah. And, uh they're obviously good friends in real life and they're pictures of him visiting the set, but I don't think anybody for a minute thought that he was going to secretly record an episode and uh, come back to the show because Allendale and Grundy's TV sort of parted as not very good friends.
0: Okay, okay. Back in the day, yeah. Because he went on to have a great career in... Uh in the U.S., working on both movies and television.
1: Yeah, he's had supporting roles in Lost and 24 and Ugly Betty, and now he plays uh, the butler in the New Dynasty. Um, he's actually had a really – an amazing career by deciding that he doesn't need to be the star anymore. He's happy to be the, uh, you know, yeah. the supporting guy, and yeah, he's no, had a he's, huge career because of it. I mean, that's amazing. He's, he's
0: actually played a U.S. president. He's played a prime minister. He's played a general. He's, he um, was he even, he was even in um um what did he do he played a senator I think um he yeah, turned up he things would've... like a senator in the killing I think it was
1: but, yeah right okay um
0: he was in um what did he he turned up in Californication
1: wow and, right
0: and he had a role in that he's been on SVU um he was uh, he played the Australian ambassador I think in an episode of Flight of the Concords flight of the Concord. Yeah, so he's um, it's amazing. He's, he's done a lot of work. And I'm um, getting good residuals, I guess, for a lot of that US <laughs> stuff, because I think you get looked after when you're... Um... Well,
1: he's had steady work, and I think that's one of the most important things you need. You know, if you're the star and you're the leading role, um, sometimes it's tough to get that good break, but if you're happy to work in the supporting cast, uh, it looks like the work will always be pouring in.
0: Sure, yep. Yep, done very well. Now, there's a few new dramas uh, coming to streaming services. Now, with Bloom on Stan and Tidelands on Netflix. Now, have you had a peek at either of these?
1: No, I haven't. Um, Bloom starts on New Year's Day. Stan sort of seem to have this tradition now with, you know, Wolf Creek and Romper Stomper. They premiere their big new Australian shows on New Year's Day. They've also got a special one-off no-activity Christmas special That's this right. year, that yep. I think might be streaming now. But they start Bloom with Jackie Weaver and Brian Brown on January the 1st. But uh, Tidelands, which is Netflix's Netflix's first ever Australian drama. It begins uh, this weekend on Netflix, and that's from Hoodlum Entertainment, Tracy Robertson and Nathan Mayfield, who've made Harrow this year for the ABC and have been doing some great stuff, and uh, everyone's really excited to see where that show's going to go to.
0: Sure, yeah, it's been getting a lot of publicity, hasn't it? Um, sure has. Particularly Tidelands. I think they had a... And, uh,
1: Tidelands looks like it's going to be something that we don't see a lot of in Australian TV. It's going to be a little bit uh, supernatural. Um, It's sort of a big concept show that we don't do a lot of in Australia. Um, and I think it's going to be quite sexy uh, from the promos that I've seen. I'm running an ad in the cinema at the moment for it, so uh, okay. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to sit down and try and watch as much of it as I can this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm looking forward to that very much. I enjoyed their Harrow, so um, yeah, I'm, I'll be looking forward to uh, Tidelands. Um, what have you been reading on the uh, magazine shelf? What's been happening <laughs> at TV Week?
1: Well, it's, you know, TV Week have started this extra magazine now called TV Week Close Up. They seem to put it out every month.
0: Yeah, which is a monthly, yeah. Yep. So the yeah. idea is, I guess, longer features, themes, things yes. like that.
1: I don't know. I guess one of the things I always wonder about it is that, you know, if I, it, I hope it's working for them because uh, it, it feels to me that if you've got the main magazine and maybe it's slipping in sales as So many magazines are in the business now. Why go to all that trouble to run a spin-off magazine when you could be putting those resources into making the original magazine the best it possibly can be? Sure. I don't know. I like what they do, though, with TV Week close-up. The articles, the longer articles, do work well, and they've done a a great uh, Best of 2018 issue here where they've come up with 87 unforgettable TV moments. They're clearly overworked. They couldn't quite make it to 100, (laughs) but they managed 87. And it's hilarious because one of the 87 moments is the return of Twin Peaks. And I kind of read it and thought, was that this year or was that 2017? I looked it up and it was 2017. So they're a year out. But you know what? There's so much TV going on at the moment, James. Is it any wonder that uh, people get confused. You and I get confused oh, I about these well, things all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, my list has got quite a cup quite a few twenty seventeen uh, titles. <laughs> so you're going to have to go gentle on me too. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay. Um, <laughs> I, all I, right.
1: I, well, you you think Walking Texas Rangers got yeah. new episodes? So I'll make <laughs> allowances.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, so that. That best of 2018, that's actually in TV. Oh, that's in TV Week Close Up, isn't it? TV
1: Week Close Up, which is on okay. shelves now. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, of course, 87 was an unlucky number for Australian cricketers because it was it's 13 before you get to your century.
1: Oh, oh so, right. So I
0: wonder if that's, you know, they thought they'll have a bit of fun <laughs> with that or it just really is where they sort of stopped and thought, okay, that'll do us. We've got enough.
1: Yeah, just couldn't go any further. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so now we're going to be talking a little bit about the best shows of the year, right? Yes, so totally. Right, so let's things that disappointed you this year. I mean, we've talked a lot about those during the year, but have you, is there a few things that come to mind that you that sort of let you down?
1: Yeah, um, if I kind of go through network by network, uh, I was really disappointed with uh, the ABC's latest panel show tomorrow tonight. I love Annabelle Crabb, I love Charlie Pickering, but I just kind of find that hypothetical stuff just a waste of time. I watched one episode and thought, never again. Um, On Channel 10, I think they're... Their their biggest uh, flop this year would have to be Game of Games, which I believe has been pulled off the main channel and is airing its last couple of episodes on Peach. Um, I just think it was... I just think whoever made the decision to tell those contestants to act like Americans and be over the top and get everyone in the audience hyped up like they're on Red Cordial, it was just a disastrous thing, you know. Things like that work in America. They do not work here in Australia like that. People can sniff that it's not authentic. Um, so that was disappointing. And I guess, uh, in terms of uh, disappointing dra- Australian dramas, I've talked about this before. I think everyone's playing it too safe at the moment. Right. Um, but I certainly think that the silliest Aussie drama of the year was Bite Club on nine. <laughs> it was just a, a, really, uh, not great concept that, uh, it won't come back for a second season, but how do you come back for a second season and have to open with another shark attack? The whole thing was gimmicky and just didn't live up to the title.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. They um, Dominic Monaghan was out here for that, wasn't he? he was, um, yeah, made famous, of course, by Our Lost. He had a um, a big role in that for um, during the life of that series, um, and yeah. I, sh- I actually got to interview him. But it was like a year ago. They filmed it, I think, like December last year. Yep, probably didn't screen till at least mid year, wasn't it? Something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But but he's an interesting bloke. But yeah, it was an interesting cast. One Todd Lasance, I think he came back from. Um, LA. L.A. to make this. Yeah. Um, Deborah Mailman was in there. Um, Damien Walsh Howling. So, you know. Yeah. Interesting cast. But yeah. Yeah, so, Robert f-
1: Mamone, yeah. It, it just didn't really work.
0: Yeah, no, it struggled to uh, find an audience. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so they're kind of my uh, misfires for the year. and yep. But I do want to say in terms of uh, good things on TV, and they happened so long ago, I, I made sure I put them on the list. It was, uh, I think the year got off to a great start with the abc's coverage of new year's eve i think they've really nailed it now doing a kind of a countdown jukebox concert so you know no talk in the lead up to midnight just lots of great live music with you know current artists older artists they're going to repeat it again this year it is absolutely the way to go okay so just just uh,
0: stop stop right there now this is your start of your list is this right this is your best list we're into now
1: you are, well, yeah. not, not officially. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. It is the beginning. Okay, it all right. Is. Okay, okay. So yeah, Sorry. big big props to the ABC for doing that. And the other great thing that happened in January 2018, which they're going to repeat next year, is SBS and Slow Television. Oh, you yes. know, yes. I really loved that uh, filming of the gun, the train travelling. Along the track, it was just it had this hypnotic feel to it. And I know they're going to go. Are uh, they going to do the Indian Pacific? I think next, and they're going to take a few of the overseas shows and play them and, and screen a lot of slow TV uh, on the channels in January. It's just such a unique concept, unlike anything else on TV. It's great to have on in the background and be you know walking through the house and kind of go, oh look, the train's pulling into this train station. I loved it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I love that stuff. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I find it uh, very hard to say what are the best dramas of the year. So I've tried to really uh, bring it down to just five. Okay. I think the five best dramas were uh, Killing Eve and Bodyguard uh, from uh, Britain, from yep. the UK. And then I think the three, my three favourite American dramas of the year were uh, the second season of The Handmaid's Tale, which was really tough to watch but still has such an important message to impart. And then Ryan Murphy's two shows are the assassination of Gianni Versace and Pose. I thought they were both brilliant shows he's had an amazing year the fact that he makes those shows as well as making uh another series of american horror story and making 911 for fox which screens on 7 here i mean the guy is just a genius to have so many balls in the air and to be making so many really amazing hit shows about history particularly with you know Versace and uh, Pose and, and, and the backdrops they have uh, of gay history. You know, I just thought that they were remarkable shows.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, so that's your five dramas. There's, yeah. That's five international dramas though, right? Yeah. Have you got a separate list for Aussie?
1: Yeah. For Aussie, the ones I really give props to were, of course, Mystery Road. Uh, I really loved the latest series of Jack Irish. I thought that Safe Harbour on SBS was great. And, look, I watched uh, all of Picnic at Hanging Rock. I know um, some people d- didn't think it was great, but I watched it till the end and I actually liked some of the decisions they made to expand that story. And, and it was amazingly shot and uh, very well cast.
0: Right, OK. So that's three Australian dramas on your list?
1: I got four Australian oh, four? dramas on that list. Yeah, and I throw to make number five. I throw Doctor Doctor in there. What was on the, nine? Oh
0: yeah, Picnic. That's right. Yeah, Picnic. Yeah, and then Doctor Doctor, right? Okay. I'll throw yeah.
1: Doctor Doctor in there, even though the training the, the, it was it was a bit wobbly this year. Um, they did some really great stuff. Uh, they they killed off Steve Bisley, which gave Tina Bursell some great material to work with as the <laughs> widow. Yeah. But they really struggled because um, Nicole De Silva was pregnant in real life and it was quite obvious that she was massively pregnant in the show. But they did the old, you know, filmer bringing in bags and the huge things of flowers in front of her belly and made the character decide that she never wanted to have children so she was going to walk out on her husband because she didn't want to have kids. And you're going, um, hello. She's like twenty months pregnant while she's saying it. <laughs> so, you know, with that misstep aside, uh, there was still some uh, really good stuff in Doctor Doctor.
0: Right, right, okay, okay. How are we going? Is that the list? Is that your? Yeah, done? that's
1: my list. I didn't go to twenty James. I went to ten.
0: It was twelve there, isn't there? One, two. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, 12, because you included at the very start. We had ABC oh, New Oh, yeah, if so I include those
1: New SBS Year's Eve, I did slow 10 TV. dramas, two events. Two events.
0: Okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. All right, do you want to hear mine? Okay, so I've, yes, got, I've got 20. So I want you to interrupt wherever with your thoughts if it's something you haven't mentioned. Okay. Now, I should say, so some of these dates are a little dodgy. It's what I watched in 2018. Okay, okay. yep. That, that's how I've justified it. I think one is from 2016. There's probably uh, a, a couple from 2017, all right? Um, yeah. And there's, there might even be something in made seven earlier that I don't know about. But anyway, it's what I watched. And again, it's it, there's things there I'm sure that would perhaps have made the list if I'd got chance to see them. But right. as we've often talked about, you just never get to watch everything you would no. love to see. So no. there, there's things on now that I'm pretty sure would probably have made my list, but I just haven't got around to them. Yep. So, so so given the way I work, they'll probably crop up in the next couple of years. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, so there's two two international dramas. I'm with you all the way. Both Bodyguard and Killing Eve. Of course. They were they were both just splendid, and those sort of shows where you just want to watch the next episode straight Correct. away. You know, you go, oh, yeah, wow, this is so good. You know, and there yeah, they were just both fantastic. I, um, I've got a feeling there's going to be second seasons of. Both of those.
1: You are right. correct. They're, yeah. they're definitely doing uh, more of it, both those shows, Killing Eve and Bodyguard. Yep. Yeah. okay.
0: If I had to pick one show for the whole year, I think I would go with Mystery Road. I think, wow, okay, I, I think yeah. that would be my number one. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the cast, Aaron Peterson, um, Judy Davis, um, and Ernie Dingo is probably one of the underrated performances of the year, I think. Yes, his char- was—he was a nasty character. He was playing, wasn't it? But
1: he was playing, pretending to be the the nice guy in town, but he was actually the slimy about, guy in town.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think there was—and I've banged on about this before. So, but that scene where there's Aaron, Judy, and Ernie—that's and the climactic scene, or very close to the end. Yeah, uh, it's just stunning. Um, it's a stunning bit of TV. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm just so much in awe. I was lucky I got that podcast with um David um Jowsey of who's um who runs the production company. And I think we're gonna be hearing a lot more from them. I think the ABC's ordered some more, Mystery Road.
1: Yeah.
0: So um I'm not sure if we'll get to see that next year because I'm not sure if it's I don't think it's done any production yet, so we maybe we'll get to see it at the end of the year.
1: But... Or 2020, but yeah, yeah, they definitely... They've got a great character there with Aaron Peterson. He can play the indigenous cop that can move around and go from town to town investigating new cases and still bring his daughter and the ex-wife can follow. And it's just rich with him, you know, being that character on the move. He can plop himself in a new town and fill it with great Aussie actors in there. It's a great concept.
0: Yeah, and look, if you're into it, while we wait for, there's the two. There's two Mystery Road movies, which uh, the same people have also made. um, Directed by Ivan Sen, who's one of the partners in the production company. Uh, The first one was called Just Mystery Road, and I think the second one's Goldstone. Correct. And um, they got the same. He talked in our podcast about Outback Noir, which was the, the style of filmmaking, and and how they love to shoot in that sort of hour before the sunset. When oh, you, the golden light. That's it. Yeah, where you get amazing lighting. Yep. And um, well, they just capture all that stuff so well. I could just watch that stuff forever.
1: The go- the golden light. When I was a publicist, yes. uh on the Gold Coast, that was when we always took our stills and our <laughs> shots. <laughs> all right. Okay. You know, they'd be on set, and you'd say, "Oh, could you could you give them to me at four thirty, and we'll whip them over there to that beach and take some photos in the golden light."
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, it's funny. They they do a great job. Um. Other dramas, Safe Harbour, I loved that. thought it was fantastic. Yep. Again, that was something I just wanted to watch, you know, just, just wanted to knock them off all as soon as I could. Um, these are a bit out of order, so um, bear with me. Um, back to English drama Then a very English scandal. Ah, uh, yeah, which
1: Hugh I, Grant. I, yeah, yeah Amazing. yep. Amazing. That was,
0: that was fantastic, so very good. Now, this one actually launched in 2017, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel.
1: Oh, yeah, on um, Amazon Prime. Yeah,
0: and there's actually a second season out now. Yes. So it sort of yes. qualifies, doesn't it, it is this year, right?
1: Yes, it kind of does because the second season's come out. And, you know, I only discovered... The show this year, after it won all the Emmys, it won Golden Globes at the start of the year. I was like, "Oh, what is that show that just won everything?" Then, when it won all the Emmys, it was like, "Oh God, I've got to watch that show." And as we've talked before, it's fantastic. And now there's a second season yeah. to watch on Amazon Prime uh, when I find the time.
0: Yeah, so there's 18 now. So, but it wasn't yeah. quite good enough for your 12, was it, Andrew? You couldn't. It didn't quite make a, it
1: in there, but it was fantastic. there's
0: a spot in there? Uh, Rachel was it? Brosnahan, I think, is the lead in that. Uh, uh, who who plays a sort of uh, well, she's sort of a housewife, isn't she, at the start? But then she, she becomes is. a sort of accidentally becomes a successful stand-up comedian. That's um, right. It's fantastic. Managed by a great um, uh, Alex uh, Borstein. Um, what a fantastic role she's got. She a great sort role. Of Runs a comedy bar and manages uh, Rachel. Um, that's fantastic stuff. So, look, I can't get enough of that. I haven't watched season two yet, but I'm uh, hanging out for it. Now, this one was from 2016, Apple Tree Yard.
1: Oh, yeah, and because but this was the year that it screened on ABC free-to-air for the first time.
0: Correct, which is where I saw it. Uh, yeah. Emily Watson. Wow. Yeah, Fan- wow. Fantastic, uh, fantastic little show. It wasn't a lot of episodes, but it's only been three. And I can't wasn't remember,
1: it it's... Um, Ben Chaplin playing her lover who's now been in the series press?
0: Absolutely, he was playing in- the
1: editor of the tabloid, yep. Yep. which I'm still working my way through. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's really good in press, and he was really mysterious in Apple Tree Yard. Ro- yeah, yeah, Apple yeah. Tree Road.
0: Yeah, very mysterious character in Apple Tree Road. You never really know who he is or what he no. is, and you know he, he pulls it off wonderfully. And then he yep. plays um Duncan Allen, the sort of editor of an English tabloid daily called The Post. In um, press, and that's also in my list, so that's a nice segue for those two. But yeah, look, press is it's, it's on now. You can't, um, you can't, you've got to wait for the weekly drop. I think they haven't put them all up in on demand,
1: right? So and I'm a few behind, so I've oh, watched okay. a couple this week, you know. I found uh, that
0: very annoying because I really wanted to get in and, <laughs> and, um, and watch the last one. I think the last one's only gone out this week, right? So I haven't done that yet, but it's was something, there was something wrong, and though I'm sure Foxtel had a bit of a drama with that, because at episode five, I'm sure, it was screened, but then I couldn't find it in On Demand, and it was out of order, and it was, so, but it could have been me um, trying to navigate my um, system, but, but it, it did seem to be missing there for a while, episode five from the On Demand right. stuff.
1: I did a series link on it through Fetch on BBC First, so it was just there when okay. I came back from yeah. holiday. No, very smart. Yeah.
0: I should always do that. I sometimes think oh, it's just easy going to on-demand, but it's it's actually easy to record, isn't it? So you've got, Yeah, yeah. You've got them all sitting there. Correct. Uh, where am I up to? So, um, And also, quickly in the post, um, Charlotte Riley plays Holly Evans, the sort of female reporter, who was, I think, the Heralds. There's an upmarket newspaper, the Herald, and the yep. tabloid, so the, the Herald's sort of struggling a little bit but the post is a bit more successful, but still struggling as well. Um,
1: and, I mean, how topical is that, James? It's well, like yeah, that's absolutely. happening in newspapers all around the world right now. Yep,
0: yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's really good, yeah. so I couldn't recommend that enough. Now, Tin Star, I think, might be 2017 as well. I've got a Right, well, feeling... now, I've
1: never seen this, but I just saw Series 2 on a list of Foxtel shows for 2019. This is on with Tim Roth. correct, Playing a detective who goes to work in a small Alaskan town.
0: Absolutely. And, um, well, talk about characters on the edge... Right, he This is um, this is something. It's um, he's <laughs> a real piece of work. But, right. but it's it's very compelling. Christina Hendricks is in it as well. Uh, yep. Who we'd remember from Mad Men, um, one of the originals there. But yeah, look, it's an amazing little series, and the again, some stunning backdrops of the um on location up there. There's a lot of drone footage and stuff like that. But yeah, it's really yep. well done. Wow, really, really clever stuff. Look, a couple of local things. I'll get a bit of reality on my list. Um, Survivor, I really enjoyed just this, this year. Champions versus contenders. Yes, uh, it was a series. They moved the location to Fiji this year. Seemed to work very well for them. Uh, Shane Gould eventually was the winner, but Brian Lake was sort of almost stole the series as the um, as a character that no one really liked that much, but he got through to the final three. You know, so his uh, strategy was very good also local have you been paying attention
1: I've, yeah I've, always I've right i've
0: got to find a spot for that in my 20 you know because oh, it's a, brilliant it's a much must watch on a monday night monday it's the start of the week you're feeling you know oh, have i really got to go through a whole nother week and it's it's a, some light relief which is fantastic it's just perfectly timed on a monday evening
1: and it's, and been, it's so obvious that they all really like each other yeah, yeah. you know no one's pretending to be on a panel show and pretending that they like each other. You can't fake that. It's really obvious that those guys enjoy each other's company on and off screen.
0: Yeah, so look, made by Working Dog, um, Tom Gleeson's the host. Um, all the Working Dog guys, Santo and Rob, um, work in the background as producers. And Ed Cavalier and Sam Pang are the regulars. Yes, but they're always there, and I think for for, for a trivia night, I think uh, Ed Cavalli's actually done more episodes than Sam. Just
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, virtually. Sam had to go away and do Eurovision for the first few years, so that'll be his excuse as to why he doesn't have more chalk
0: on yep. the board there. Yep, correct. And um, Ed Cavalli is, is usually the winner. I think he often wins because you know it's even though it matters little actually who has the highest score because it's all about the gays. But um, yes, yes, there is a, a sort of a um, competition that runs is uh, uh, in the background. Um, look, I've got to put House of Cards on the list.
1: Wow, this the last controversial yep. final season with yep. Robin Wright.
0: I'm sorry. Look, I was I made the whole journey. Um, it was a pretty abrupt and short season, the last one. But, yeah, look, Robin Wright, brilliant. And, yeah, look, if you compare it, I'm not big on comparing season to season so I like judging on what you get. Just there, you know, just how does that work as a standalone piece of TV? And, yeah, look, it worked fine. It was really good. It was quite compelling. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've just got to put it there for um, old time's sake. Sharp Objects.
1: Right, well, see, I couldn't finish it. I Mm. just went, I don't want to finish this. And (laughs) I have been seeing it on a lot of top ten lists from the year from overseas.
0: Mm. Yeah, look, I was torn a little bit. It was... It was yeah, it was you know. I, but I watched them all, you know. It was uh, I, you know. There's lots of shows I maybe liked more, but didn't watch them all. So that I it it kept I kept getting pulled back to it, probably by Amy Adams and her role. Right. Um. I mean, she was pretty amazing in it.
1: So is your advice to me that I have to go back and watch the last three or four episodes, or could I just dive in and watch the last episode and do a quick recap? Um, yeah.
0: Gee. Well, there's not a lot of them, I don't think. Yeah, I'd probably try. There's and,
1: only six, aren't there? Yeah,
0: I'd try and do it. And try, and okay. There's, and there's the Aussie actress whose name I can't remember, and I got to um, interview her early in the year. So, yeah, I, I felt sort of obliged to um, have a look at that. Yeah. And it was wonderfully shot. It was down, um, was it in, okay, Was it It was south of the a US southern state anyway. Um, yeah, it
1: was around the, like Georgia or one of those Southern New Orleans states. or something like yeah. that. You know, On li- way to New-
0: yeah, uh, Yeah, Eliza Scanlon was the Aussie. Sorry that, but, um, but yeah, she she was very good in that. And um, yeah, no, it was it was good as well. We're seeing look, up, billions makes my list again. It's I've always got to. You love that show, oh, don't oh, you, Paul oh, Giamatti? I do. Season three, Paul Giamatti, Damien Lewis, John Malkovich actually turned up in season wow. three, playing a Russian billionaire. Um, he was fantastic so yeah look it just really delivers every time and um, I think there's a season four next year on Stan I, I certainly hope so um, I really enjoyed that Look, last few things we've probably got about five left or six I think I'm up to about okay. 14 uh, the block I've got to put the block in there it just, it just continues to perform year after year for nine. It's
1: amazing, isn't it?
0: It is. Look, they're just stunning. There's so many seasons, but it still gets them when it's hard to get big audiences now on TV. It's hard yep. to get those audiences up around the million. Look, The Block still does it with so many episodes every year. And the renovations are pretty stunning too, you know. The, so you can understand why there's a dedicated audience. Look, I, I'm not there every night because it's a big commitment. But yep. I, I sort of give it because I appreciate what it's what's achieving for the network and and when yep. I do watch it it's thoroughly enjoyable you know
1: well let's i am very aware of the fact that the people who watch the block they watch it every year and they look forward to it mm. you know it's a big deal for the for the people who watch it they really enjoy it so you know good luck to them
0: yeah absolutely love it all listed i continue to like too that was i ah. think the, the second season of that with the um Neil Whittaker and Andrew Winter yep they do a little comedy routine in that show as, as, right. as well as sort of doing some interesting renovation work. Can, I think a lot of – I've said the first season seemed to have a lot of Queensland properties. so does the second one. But um, they, they go to the other states as well. They're in New South Wales and in Victoria. But that that's a good, easy watch. And I it's I often have it on early in the evening when you're preparing dinner or something like that. So yep. it, it's just it's good fun to see what happens. Harrow, I've got room for Harrow in the list. I really enjoyed it. ABC
1: drama, yeah. Yep, yep. Ewan Griffith was just
0: so great, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, yeah. It was wonderful set-up. in And it made Brisbane Brisbane look sexy. It did, didn't it? A lot of stuff on the river. um, Yeah. Just did really well. Uh, I'm like you. I've got room for Jack Irish, Guy Pearce, Marta Dusseldorf. Some great scenes between the two of them. Just uh, sort of a little acting uh, masterclasses I thought they were turning on there for some of that stuff.
1: So. And that stuff they do in the pub with Terry Norris and the old blokes at the pub, and Damien Garvey struggling because they're the only customers there in Fitzroy—it's hilarious. Yeah. Fitzroy or Footscray, it's one of those two they're into. It's just so—it's just such great characters that we don't see a lot of on Australian drama. Mm-hmm. And there are some real characters in Jack Irish. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Look, and I've I've found room for Pine Gap as well. Did you make just... it to the end? Well, no, but that's not because I've, I've got them all sitting there and I, I intend to, but I just quite enjoyed it, you know, I just,
1: yeah.
0: um, Jacqueline McKenzie, Stephen Curry, an interesting cast, an interesting storyline, you know, and I, and I just really liked the way they set up the Pine Gap station. It was a, probably an old uh, motor car factory in Adelaide, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, they found some guy with banks of screens and <laughs> it was just set up really well and I just quite liked it. Um, yeah, it grew on me. Did you watch to the end?
1: I haven't got around to the end of okay. i watched the first three. I know there's three to go. Okay. And it's sort of sitting there on my to-do list with um, Fighting Season, the Foxtel drama. I want to get around to watching that. And it is summer, so there is an opportunity to watch, you know, some of these shows. But, you know, I've had to make a list yeah. of things to yeah. watch. And i still got to watch the end of Trust on Foxtel. I feel like I should watch... Barry, after Henry Winkler won an Emmy for it. Uh, I want to watch Succession on Foxtel, which people are saying is possibly about uh, the Murdochs. Uh, You know, so there's still a a heap of stuff out there. And I think, should I start something new or should I continue and and finish one of these shows? I'd still like to watch the end of uh, Mr. Mercedes on Foxtel. I've never got around to finishing that.
0: Yeah, I found that weird, Mr. Mercedes. It was, it was sort they of They bring
1: it back oh. for a second season, and you I kind that? of feel like, oh, does that mean it's a whole new story, or are you going to torture us and do the same one? Because you kind of feel like it, it needs to be wrapped up. But, yeah, mm-hmm. at some yeah. point I'll get around to that. I'm still trying to finish The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oops, I've got, like... Uh, yeah. one episode to go, I've come this far, I'm, I, I've got to keep
0: going. Oh, I haven't even finished one. I, th- I, yeah. th- I thought it was great, but then I just, you know, it's the time go. But um, yeah. man, fighting season, I'm dying to watch that. But again, I, I, I haven't watched a whole episode, so I thought it's oh, probably cheating to put that on the list, you know. But then I put Pine Gap on without seeing it all, but I saw some of it. So it's weird, but look, I think I'm up to 19. My last one, MasterChef, I've got to want to squeeze that on too. because Oh, it,
1: you always watch a bit of MasterChef, don't you?
0: I know. It's probably the one sh- big reality show that I try and follow all the way through pretty closely. I mean, yeah. Survivor, I watch most of them, but I, I'm not always there. But uh, MasterChef, it's quite, you know. But again, it's sort of an easy watch. You can have it on. You haven't got to be... Correct. It's not like a drama.
1: They had Prince Charles this year. That's a pretty good get for what wasn't the 10th season.
0: Yeah, yeah, but was sort of when you say they had Prince Charles, well, they didn't really. (laughs) (laughs) He was there, but they did very well to um, sort of work him in and and, and make a sort of Prince Charles episode, if you like, off um, what wasn't a very long appearance from um, His Royal Highness.
1: You know me, James. I dip in and out of reality. Yes. Uh, but yep. in uh, 2019, I am very excited that my favourite reality show of all time is Coming Back, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, well, yes. I'm there. Yep.
0: yep. Okay. but yep, that'd be interesting, won't it? So, yep, Network 10. Network 10 kicking off early next year, of course, with yes, I think January 13.
1: I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here.
0: Yep. They'll be off to South Africa. They come back. I believe there's only a few days break between that and the start of, um, Sunday night takeaway. Yep. Um, then that runs, then they'll be into, um, I think survivor will follow up probably in May or something and they'll No, what, they, what else they have, their bachelor in paradise early in the year. I'll oh, do it. They've think,
1: got their they? three bachelor shows, haven't they?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Which, and let's face it, it hasn't been a golden year for that franchise. I mean, the honey badger said no, which I secretly loved because (laughs) he wasn't prepared to kind of pretend to be something with one of those girls. Mm. Uh, And then we had Ali, the bachelorette, who, you know, just kind of fizzled a bit. It was a bit of a non-event. Did okay in the ratings when when the block went off air. But, you know, disappointing ratings compared to the Sophie Monk series the year before. And then Bachelor in Paradise just feels to me like here's all the rejects Rowan together to do it again. You kind of go, seriously? (laughs) It just kind of feels a bit tragic to me. But, you know, people love those shows. You see on Gogglebox, one of my favourite shows of the year still, and um, you see uh, a certain uh, younger person, they ache for The Bachelor no matter what sort of incarnation of it it is. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, we certainly had way too many dating shows, this relationship Way shows, too I mean, many this year. I mean, seven
1: were doing them, oh, nine were doing seven them. Seven had a list oh. as long
0: as your arm. And, yeah. A uh, couple did a so-so business but not fantastic. No. Yeah. All right, look, we sort of might leave it there, uh, Andrew.
1: James, thanks for a great year in television.
0: That's all right. There's um, I think you've got some things I definitely want to go and see and I might have motivated you to tidy up some of the things <laughs> yes. you haven't finished. So there's plenty to watch over um, over the summer break. Looks it's been great working with you this year. I hope your um, cinema attendances are up over Thank the you. Christmas period. If you've got a tip for what do you think might be the biggest box office draw over the Christmas New Year period?
1: Well, Mary Poppins Returns is a no-brainer. I, reckon, I, I predict it's going to be huge. Um, but I think the big hit that's coming is Aquaman. Aquaman was, is opening in America on December 15th and it was going to open in Australia. We were going to open the same time as the rest of the world, which is traditionally the Star Wars movie slot of which there's no Star Wars movie this year. Mm. And I think it's really interesting that Roadshow have pulled it and decided to open Aquaman on Boxing Day, which is the biggest movie-going day of the year. I suspect they know that it's going to be a huge hit and that they think by holding it off a couple of weeks with all the hype and publicity that's going to come out of how much money it's making at the American and World box office, that that makes it perfectly poised to open here on Australia on Boxing Day and be huge. Yes. And it was filmed here on the Gold Coast by Aussie director James Wan and starring... Nicole Kidman.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting stuff. All right, Andrew, compliments of the season.
1: Thanks, James. Same to you.
0: Thank you, mate. Bye-bye.